Hi guys, and welcome back to Motor Up Sports. I'm your host, Kenny Eaton, and today we got my boy, Jay Fox. What's up, Jay Fox? What's good, bro? <laughs> hey, we're gonna have a great episode today. Uh, two, two parts series. One's gonna be just Pistons. One's gonna be NBA. We're gonna get both episodes out tonight before we go to the game. So let's get going right now. Jay Fox, you were a hooper, hooper. You hooped my boy, James. That's how I know you, bro. Yeah, that's how my boy, so, James. So, uh-huh. okay. So you played Rocket Watts, right? I yeah. want to hear about that game. You're busting his ass, bro. All right. So before I ever tell the story, I really hate to talk about it because like as a hooper, I was always good before that game. But until that game, people never really paid attention. So to me, it was just more so like, I've been that, you know? So that's why I kind of like hate to talk about it or whatever. But um, yeah. Man, we uh we played them on a Saturday night in this Red Hawk showcase, like one of the top showcases in Michigan type time. So they come down there to play us, which is Grand Rapids Union or whatever. And I heard they was um like um talking crazy in the bathroom or whatever. So I'm like, like what? They 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 just gonna disrespect the showcase like that? They talking about like, let's go home, let's just whoop them and get up out of here. So long story short, uh. Rocket had an off-shooting night. He shot, like, 24 shots and had, like, 24. And I think wow. I finished with, like, 27, and we got the win by, like, 8 or 10 or something like that. Maybe even 4 or something like that. So so, so why do you hate talking about that game? I just hate talking about it because it's more so, like, I don't want clout off of nobody else's name, you know? Right. Like, it was, like, no, nothing against Rocket, but I was already telling people, like, he's not, like, that. Like, what y'all wanted him to be, he's not that. Like, they wanted everybody was thinking he's the next cash. And I just – I never seen that, so I was just, like, he was. It's not. It's not like a like a huge deal to me. It's just like another player to me. Like somebody I would have wanted to like say to go. I got to go against with somebody like maybe like David mm-hmm. E. Julius or like Dwayne Washington, mm-hmm. people like that. But yeah, that's why I hate that game. Oh, <laughs> I mean, at least got the win there. So. Yeah, that was a great that's game. All though. And I got to tell my kids I played against some pros. Yeah. I had uh, Isaiah that plays for the uh, Pacers. Oh, really? Yep. And then they got Andre Polk, who's now at like Central Michigan or nothing like something like that. So he'll probably be a pro. But. And they also wait. You also played with Marcus Bingham, right? In AAU. Uh, never in AAU. No, we played against each other in AAU, and then we played on the same team for the Grand Rapids All Star High School. Oh, that's so, what it was. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna hit right on right now with the Pistons. And the first question is: I'm not a believer in Killian Hayes. Are you? So so let me ask you, what are we like? What do we say his ceiling to be like an all star type player or more of like a backup type of steady point guard type of? I think because you're a number seven pick and that's right. the first week, uh, first pick of the Troy Weaver era. Are you a believer that he might end up becoming a starter someday or a really good bench player? No, or? I think he'll be a really good bench player. You know, so one of those, those steady point guards that like you got to have like a Ricky Rubio or like a, a Monte Morris or like um, Andre Miller. Just one of those steady right. point guards who can come in, give you some buckets here and there, facilitate, run the office. But as an all-star or be a starter, no, I'll never see that. See, for me, I think he's kind of a bust. And I saw the preseason. He looked actually better. Yeah. I don't know if you watched the preseason much. I didn't get a chance to watch him, nope. So he looked better. He had a 20-point game off a good shooting night. So mm-hmm. I was a big fan of him that night. And then he had another solid game here and there. The problem is I cannot sit here and tell me I believe in this guy until he places three games together in a row. Good basketball. Right. Because he is not pieced together more than two in a row. You got to be consistent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't show flashes. And, and there's been consistency of just awful basketball out of him. Right. And right. I don't think, I, I hope to God he becomes this starter or six man of the year type player where you're looking at the guy like, good draft pick. You know, you right. got guy who's going to be a good player in the future. But this is it for him this year. Either he's on the roster next year or he's done. That's it. 
Right, true. Yeah, he got to show something this year. I mean, for the first year, he came in with the injury, right? He had right. the injury. And the second year, was that is that with Cade? That was with Cade. See, that's 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 the thing that I feel like is going to, like, stint his growth and development because he went to, oh, you're our point guard of the future. We got you on ball tonight. He's kind of, like, sitting in the corner or running when K's not in or have to play off K type of guy. So I feel like that's going to stint his development, which then would – is going to turn him into like a six, seven man, steady backup point guard type player. So I would say maybe he got more of a chance. He could turn into a pro, but you can't really give him a chance with a player like Cage, no. you know, you got to be around K, you know? So I think that Ivy, I think they kind of said, okay, we're just going to move on from Killian at this point. Right. And they drafted Ivy. Cause if they thought Cade was sorry, if they thought Killian was going to be anything, yeah, you don't Killian know. would still be here right now and would be starting right. they wouldn't have gone ivy that's where i feel like the long-term piece of, of ivy and ivy and kate those are your long-term pieces killing i mean sure. this is make or break sure. this is the year where it's like is this guy even an nba player or is this guy gonna become a serviceable backup to right, a yeah. bad starter Lakino right. type, yeah right. and I, I mean and that and that, that pisses me off because that's your number seven, seven pick. pick right exactly and you need they got us in Sadiq Bay spot and be like, okay, that's Killian Hazy. He's playing like the 18th pick in the draft. Right. But that's your first pick of the Weaver era. That's the only thing that Weaver's done bad the whole time here was drafting Killian Hayes over Tyrese Halliburton. But granted, had we drafted Halliburton, we probably would have never got Kate. Exactly. That is that, that is a fact. That is a fact. Um, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's probably the worst. I was gonna think I was thinking about the the grant contract, but you got to move it and get some some stuff back right. for it, so it didn't really turn out to be that bad. But I wasn't a big fan of Jeremy Grant, but the contract wasn't my issue. It was right. the issue that he was stunning the growth of Cade. You think that, so? I thought he was, right. and I thought that's why they kind of flipped him. If they thought this guy was a long term piece, he was a long term starter, he would still be here. Right? They would have flipped him. You, I don't think they ever thought he was that though. I think he was more so of like to bridge the gap type of player, you know, like yeah, I one of your like. Uh, you know, kind of feel the seats type of player. Like mm-hmm. he's not an all-star, but he has games so people want to come see him, you know, one of those type of players. But I think that he will be very good in Portland though. I oh, next to Dame Little. Next to Dame. Yeah. And, and then um, they drafted my guy Shaden Sharp. Yep, I think he'll be what he's supposed to be. I'm not even gonna lie. His expectations of what he's supposed to be, I think he'll reach him for sure. Well, it's not even just expectations, it's the fact that he came in. And nobody knows anything about him, but he is so cocky and he's so confident that yeah. there's no way this guy. Could but be bad. like when he was in like 11th grade or 12th grade, he was he was like one of those players who was, who was supposed to be like one of the top picks, but he got hurt mm-hmm. for like a year or something. He, right, I forgot what type of injury it was. It was a serious injury, and he got hurt, so he kind of like you know fell off the radar. But he was always that. So I'm glad he's he he kind of got the short in preseason and summer league. I think that the best player in this draft probably will end up being up there. Will be him. Ivy, Powell, Jabari. I mean, those are your top yeah, four guys. Powell. I love Powell. I can't I love wait to game. see him. Tonight. I can't wait. Number one pick versus number one pick. It's going to be a great game. I, I, I think the thing with Powell is, and we'll talk about it in the next episode, is he's in a perfect situation to be the leader of the rebuild. I mean, you're building Facts. right now with around him and Franz. Facts, yep. So those are your two guys right now. Quick question for you before we go, not to get off subject. Which of those, which of those guards are you like? Are you like kind of like banking on it? Because they got so many over there. Is it Cole? I'm banking it... on Cole and Suggs. Suggs. I'm okay. still a Suggs believer. After I saw Gonzaga out of him, I was like, this guy could go number one. And he got hurt last year. Right. And now nobody's talking about Suggs. And I think that's a guy we're going to see tonight. He's bouncy. He can shoot it when he's open. Right. And he's a good playmaker. So 
he, I mean, they're going to stick with Cole Anthony. I think they're lining up with the future. They're going to draft somebody this year, probably a big. So what do you think RJ Hampton is? He's a goner. He's not on that roster. I think that, but flipping back to the Pistons, I think that the Pistons this year, you're looking at a team 30, three wins I have them at. I think that's kind of a realistic number. What do you have them at right now? That's about where I have them at. Yeah, I'll have them in like that. I don't know because I'm bank, I'm really banking on kind of like K to have one of those like Luka Doncic second right. years where he's like, he's arrived, you know? Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like, I know that they don't have all the pieces. I, I think that because I believe in K so much. It's like, I feel like he's really one of those players who's just going to flip the organization immediately. Like he's right. going to make everybody else better around him. So, I would, being a fan, I would have them somewhere maybe like the 47, 48 game mark, maybe getting that play-in tournament somehow. If K plays like that. Yeah. I agree. Being realistic, I would probably say like the 10th seed or the 11th seed somewhere. In okay. I have them missing it or playing as an 11 and just losing right away. Mm-hmm. I just feel like with this team, they're either going to be the worst team in the league or they're going to shock everybody and they're going to make they make the playoffs and not even play right. it. And exactly. not even play it. Right. Like – there's no in between with this group. 33 wins, let's say that gets you 12. They're not going to play in. Just right. watch. I'm telling you, they're not going to play in. They're going to either be in the playoffs or they're going to miss it. Exactly. Yeah, especially when you got, you know, one of the best, best. prospects since LeBron, they say, yeah. coming into the draft. <laughs> so well, if it ain't working, I'll be quick to put a plug faster than probably usual. Like. Oh, I would too. <laughs> I, but I think also, and this is what I've been saying in, in previous episodes, they're not going to let Wambayama go to a bad team. And you also got to understand the Lakers pick belongs to the Pelicans. Can you imagine Zion playing alongside Wembeyama? Because <laughs> after watching that Lakers game last night, I was like, Wembeyama might end up in New Orleans because they're not going to let him go to the Utah Jazz. Right. They're not yeah. letting him go to Indiana. Right. They're, like, yeah. they're putting him in a team they can market him. True. Houston, Detroit. True. Thunder. I think it's a lot to Thunder get it. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Um, I do too, because they have so many draft picks and they're gonna be probably terrible again. But I don't know because uh you gotta you gotta think that maybe Shane and Josh uh, maybe figure it out this year, and then they just got somebody else early but, too. But oh, t- that he's hurt though. Chad, yeah. but what you gotta understand so, about the Thunder is they have every draft pick for the next eight years. Right, exactly. They're gonna they're not they're not just holding on to those picks for right. no reason. They're they're waiting for the perfect prospect to trade all those picks away. No team in the NBA can match them in no, a trade. No. Nobody could. Except the, maybe uh who else got a haul? Somebody else the Pelicans. The Pelicans and where, where's the Timberwolves haul at the, the, the Timberwolves no, no, the Jazz. The Jazz, but yeah. the Jazz, I mean, let's be real here. Will the NBA even let the Jazz get the pick? <laughs> because like right, let's but, be real they're not letting him go in the middle of nowhere but no one himself. thought they would let him like zion go to new orleans either true <laughs> true it's like he's a lot going to new york the nba yeah. needs that and then when he fell it was like when beyond feels like a new york Nick. Fail. he feels like a nick to me i do get nick vibes. i get very nicky vibes i, them. Vibes. I do <laughs> like i think i think like they've been waiting for their next patrick ewing and this is your next patrick ewing they will go crazy if they have a losing season this year though <laughs> they would lose their shit because they just tanked and it, got rid of everything for Brunson. Brunson. And oh. we're going to talk about that. You know what? We're just going to make this a Pistons and NBA special. We'll just talk back and forth. Okay. Because we're having, sure. So we'll just continue this episode as is. You're looking at Wembeyama, right? right? You got to understand that there's a lot of teams in the NBA that are just going to lose every game on purpose this year. We're, we're yeah. already hearing it. Silver's already said teams are going to tank to lose to get them. 
The problem is teams are going to screw their progression, right. screw their growth, right. because they're trying to lose every game by benching their, their starters exactly. halfway through. Like the Thunder, for example, they're going to stunt the growth of Giddy. They're going to stunt the growth of um, Pope. They're going to sit there and they're going to bench everybody at the end of the game. They need to figure out a way to play everybody, like play everybody all year and then say, okay, we have all these picks, let's trade. And like, you know, Utah's going to try to lose every game. You, you know for a fact Indiana is going to try to lose everything. Shit, even the Rockets. Spurs. Spurs. <laughs> the Rockets. Okay, that's the team that intrigues me, though, because yeah. I like the way they're building. Me me too. I like it. Do you believe in the pieces, though? I, I do. I feel like I, I don't have – I like the contract that Kevin Porter just got. That I did, was very too. Team it was generous, too. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very team-friendly. But what are, we, what are we seeing he's turning into? A, like all-star? A French all-star? No, I think that – the the thing I see right now of Kevin Porter is I just see the guy being a 15-point game scorer. Okay. That's it. I mean, he'll be a good so starting So you got to compare him to somebody who would. He'll have the same role as Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry? Yeah. Kevin Porter? He'll be like Kyle Lowry on Toronto good. People forget that, like, Toronto Kyle Lowry was a top 10-point. He, yeah. he was a top 10-point. Yeah, he was for sure. That's what you're looking at off Porter. But I think his, his film is a little higher than that. You think so? Yeah. I think his issues off the court are going to kill him. Right, yeah. And if he fixes that and gets his act together, I just think he's like a guy who can't you can't get him in your locker room and expect good things to happen. Exactly. Which, four years is a long time for him, considering all the issues he's had from day one in the NBA with the Rockets, with all the issues. You and I both know that it was kind of stupid to extend four years. Now, granted, if the guy plays like this, cleans up his act, this guy, this contract's a steal yeah, for the for Rockets. Sure, for I mean, sure. that's a steal contract. Yeah. He he can very well become a top five point guard. I can I can see, it. but I think like the Rockets are looking like a better Toronto team to me. Like I think that like Jalen Green will end up being like I don't want to say Kobe, but he'll be like DeRozan. I think more, exactly. but more just offensively gifted where he's going to try to score every play. Okay, I kind of feel like Jalen Green will be just a pure scorer. You got your pure scorer out Green. He's going to score thirty a night there. He will. Yeah. He yeah. will. He yeah. can score at ease. You saw at the end of the year last year what he was doing. Right. It was for something. Sure. It was completely. It was like Cade in the second half. It was completely yeah. different it was, season. Yeah. It was like more so like he figured it out. Right. Green, I'm going to go as far to say, is could be the best player out of that draft. Could is the key word. Him and Cade easily are going to be the two best out of that draft. Oh, yeah, for sure. For and, sure. And who was the, the third that? Third was. Who was third that year? Mobley. I'm not huge on Mobley. Oh, I don't know. I don't See, know. I said the same thing. I was uh, never big on Mobley. I, I kind of am, though. I wasn't at first. I agree. Okay. I wasn't at first. But seeing a way, because he, he's a big part of that Cavs team, oh, man. Yeah. And people got them finishing third in the East this year, mm-hmm. which is super high for them. You know, I mean, of course, of course, the you know, the addition of Donovan Mitchell might have raised them a few right. spots. But majority of that is because of Evan Mobley. So I was just I've kind of been watching him and. He gives Tim Duncan what a handle, bro. I really do believe that. I'm not even gonna lie. So I, that that that's, that was a great draft class, I believe. We have they turned out to what they're supposed to be. Right. Yeah, that's so. one of the best ones. So Scotty went four, and Scotty didn't deserve rookie there, but he won it. Right. Um, oh, he did go four. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's he did a go four. Draft. Your top four, and then Giddy was five. You have five and top five picks are gonna be all stars. Yeah, I don't know about sure. Giddy. I don't know about Giddy. But Giddy will be a really good He'll player. He'll be a really good player for sure for He's a long a, time. Also. Right. He, he reminds me. I don't even know who he really reminds me of because he plays differently. He doesn't right. really score. He kind of just facilitates. Right, exactly. But he could score when he wants to. It kind of, uh, I can't, not the, not the same player, but I kind of get like 
Gallinari and Denver vibes. I don't know. I don't know. He's a point guard. That's my only problem. He's a t- – I want to say – But he's like 6'8", though, right? Yeah, so this is where my comparison was. But he's going to be much better than him. Dante Axel. Oh, yeah. He's Dante Axel, but better. Yeah, I can that's see fair. that. I can see that. I, I think that's that. about what he is. I think the thing that you've got to see now is the Rockets are the team I'm keeping my eyes on besides the Pistons this year. Because I think us two are building it the best ways right now. Even in the Cavs, obviously. The Cavs built it perfectly. Memphis has built it perfectly. Yeah. New Orleans, I said, what the fuck are they doing for about five years? They yeah, but it, it looks, they, they it looks it like it's going to be something this year. It I'm does. not even going to lie. Have, are you uh, high on New Orleans? I'm high on New Orleans. I'm very Because I'm high on Brandon Ingram. Ooh. I feel like he's super underrated. I do too. You do too? Yeah. yeah. I don't think people talk about him. Yeah, not, yeah that's that market though. It is. And they're going to be marketable this year with Zion. For sure. You for need sure. Zion on the court for I if you if you if Zion gives you sixty games in the postseason, I'd be happy as a Timberwolves fan. As a Pelicans fan. Sorry, Pelicans fan. Why I say Timberwolves? For sure. For sure. Zion gives you sixty plus the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. They're gonna because it's New Orleans. Right. You know? They're gonna just like they support the Saints. They're gonna come come support those Pelicans. They're gonna yeah yeah especially yeah especially those years of Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. They was in there with, with all that red on during the playoffs. Oh, yeah. They're gonna pack the house for Zion. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think they're gonna pack the house, and I believe Brandon Ingram's turned in with. He was supposed to be agreed. Yeah, Brandon Ingram. He's he's he's, he's 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 creeping into that prime like mm-hmm. now. Like this is the year he's going to show. Like I'm a consistent 26, 27 point per game score. Right alongside CJ McCollum, who's going to probably average. What you got him at around like? CJ McCollum, I'll say 19. 19 year. to 19. 21, somewhere right. in there, you know. And that's just going to make the game easier for him. So I got a lot of faith in the Pelicans. You got too. um. They got some good pieces around them as far as like uh is it Jose Alvarado? Yeah, and they have defense. Dyson Daniels. Yep, and then they got the uh Herbert Jones. He's mm-hmm. long, athletic plays. D likes to get out and run. So. I like Jackson Hayes off the bench. Yeah, for them. I, I love Jackson. They Hayes. have a nice, interesting young squad that we'll see what happens there. When they got McCollum, I was like, what the hell are they doing? And he plug they plugged him in and it was perfect. Right. Yeah. So I think that the Pelicans and the Cavs are the two playoff teams I'm keeping a really close eye on. I think the Timberwolves are a team that I'm kind of having trouble um, understanding. Yeah, me too, because it's like, okay, you guys did have like a terrible, like, you know. um, uh, Core. No, like uh, interior. uh, Interior, yeah. But it was like, you could have went a different route, though. You know, you didn't need to tie up money with for Rudy Gobert. You know what he is already. Right. Exactly. Right. Walker Kessler would have been the better option. Yeah. And they traded him. Right. Walker Kessler will probably lead the league in blocks this year. Because I believe he has the the ceiling of maybe like a Robert Williams. What do you think? For Kessler? Yeah. I think he has the potential to be the best uh, rim protector in the NBA. Yeah. Exactly. He's, That's he's, what Robert Williams is right now. Yeah. Or you could go maybe Jared Allen. But Yeah, Jared Allen. Perfect. Jared yeah. Allen. He's Jared Allen. And I think that when we're talking about the Timberwolves, it's really stupid what they have done. And it makes zero sense to me. Why would you give up six picks for Gobert? We know when Gobert hits the postseason, he gives you nothing. He's unplayable. He gives you nothing. So that's my issue right now with them, is that you're playing a guy that you have no business. But this is, this is a, I kind of understand the move because from what I've heard in like the little shows that I've been watching on ESPN or whatever, they feel like they're super high on um, Ant-Man this year. They feel like he's going to take a crazy jump. I agree. But is that like, is that, I don't, I don't think, think he's so. Gonna, not think with they, the pink clog like right, that. Exactly. Not with the pink clog like that. That's where I said you're building around Ewan. The only way I think the Timberwolves could work is if they can package or trade for Kyrie. Meaning, like you trade D straight up for Kyrie. 
Because right. Kyrie, we know the Nets are gonna. Di- we'll talk about it later, but the Nets are the Nets. They're gonna dismantle. Right. They, there's no way it's gonna last the whole season. If you could put Kyrie there at point guard, I just don't see a way that Gobert and Cat work because if Blake and Drummond didn't work in Detroit, it's the same thing there. Exactly. Same True. exact thing. Exactly. Cat's the same player as Blake Griffin was in Detroit because Blake Griffin's role in Detroit was just to shoot. A little better though. Probably better. Cat's Probably better, better than better. him. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, much better. Yeah, but he's one of the greatest. Big uh three shooting big men all the time. Yeah, right now, you were he's headed towards you. So <laughs> yeah, but he's slow. You know, like, right, you're exactly. you're telling him you have to match him up in a game against LeBron because that's his matchup. Right, exactly. He's not gonna do anything. You can't put you can't put a one on him. No, no, he's gotta, you can't. Gotta have him for he's the gonna, offensive end. He's gonna get exposed in a lot of games this year playing the four. They're too slow. They're too slow. I mean, that's yeah, the too issue. slow. Yeah, because even if if it's not Brian, you. He's. I think he. I don't think he's fast enough to guard AD. Either. No, <laughs> it's a very weird situation there because they gave up their entire future for an okay player. He's probably like the fifth or sixth best center in the league. I don't think that's really too hot of a take to me. But not is he worth not. six first round picks? No, yeah. not at all. No, not at all. Not from no one who's not going to give you offense. You need in this league today. You need offense. Right. Defense wins championships, but you need. Offense in this day and age of basketball, we're playing. He just doesn't give you that. No, I'm gonna be what seven foot seven one and can't get you a bucket on the block. Like, but he can just do this. Yeah. So he knows, and that's why Drummond sucks. Catch it off the oop, and it's so. kind of a mess. You know, I think it's kind of a mess. That that situation is not gonna work. It will never work until if they get Kyrie. I can see it working just because now you got a playmaker off him. You got a playmaker off a one. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you can get it to work there. But would Kyrie be willing to go to Minnesota? Nah, no way. So. He no. would say no. No, for sure. He would block that off. Like yeah, for that. sure. Yeah. I think it's kind of ridiculous. These players have a say in where they have to go. They shouldn't have a list of teams. Right, because that's what he's going to do if if it comes to that point. You know, he's going to for sure drop a list. And once you drop a list, you kind of got to sort of bow out because. Right. You don't want to take a risk on a player like Kyrie who really doesn't. I don't want to say he doesn't care, but you know Kyrie. <laughs> no, you know, you know Kyrie. No, then, okay, let's get to that because I actually want to talk about Kyrie. He doesn't care. He's selfish. He's Self, so? Most selfish player I do in the think league. he got a little you, cocky. Like, was it really about the vaccine or was it just that he didn't want to play? That's my question. Because honestly, we've seen this before. He just takes days off randomly. He just takes a day off, doesn't want to play. It's hard for me to believe that Kyrie – actually wanted to play last year after all these games he just leaves the team to do something right so i kind of felt like that was an excuse for him to not play and he's just standing on it now but i think Kyrie's selfish and i think that the nets will flop miserably like they won't make the playoffs or play in type bad that's my take of the year this year that is tough. He's Sean Marks could be possibly executive of the year with that roster he put together. No way. No way. So? No way. Have you looked at it? I don't care. You have three of the biggest egos in the NBA all in the same room. That's a that's a nightmare waiting to happen. Right. It's a nightmare. We saw it with Harden. He wanted out. And Kyrie wanted out and Katie wanted out. You have three guys on that team, Ben Simmons, Kyrie, and Katie, who don't want to be there. They've said in the offseason, they don't want to be in New York. They don't want to be in Brooklyn. So it's just not going to work because you have three guys who don't want to be there. And that's your centerpiece of the franchise. Right. You know what I mean? Like as soon as Katie gets mad and demands trade sits out, Kyrie's going to sit out. Simmons is going to sit out. Then there's playing a bunch of nobodies. But I don't think it, I don't think it gets to that far just because of how talented they are. Like, but we said the same thing about Harden. 
But look how good it was when they were actually all on the floor together. It, it, it didn't break up until they were never on the floor right. together. They're going to be fine on the floor. It's the problem when they get off the court is where issues are going to come. No, I'm saying as far as like Harden was happy as long as they all were playing. Right. It was it looked at unstoppable. Remember in those few games where they were like just running through people? Right. Yeah, it was like two or three games. I can't remember. I remember Colin Sexton put a put an end to them. But <laughs> um yeah, I, I don't know. I got I, I, Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving is Kyrie Irving. And I just feel like all you gotta do is put some pieces around them and you got a team. I'm not. I, it's hard for me to believe I, they won't make the playoffs. I'm just so low on them. I'm so extremely low on them after last year. They disappointed me last year, and they feel like the Lakers to me, which is a bunch of egos. With ta- you have talent all across the board, right? I just don't like it. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think they're a good fit for all of the, each other. I think at some point in the season, players there are going to start sitting out and demanding trade. It's but, a mess. They don't like Steve Nash as a coach. This feels like, to me, Kobe, Dwight Howard, and Steve Nash. You're getting all of them at the end of their careers. End of the career? Kyrie's like fading like to the end. Take. You're getting Kyrie towards the end now. I don't think he's going to be around much longer. You got to look at Kyrie for a second. Who wants to deal with the drama? That's, what I'm, that's, that's another reason why I'm so high, because it's like, okay, Kyrie's playing on, what, $35 million this year? I yeah, think? something like that. He wants the, the big deal. So right. I feel like he'll be... And then he just talked about how having a kid has changed the way he looks and things. I kind of believe him. So I feel like they all know KD. You look like. But KD's at the end of his career. Yeah. He's in the last three or four years. I think you're down to the last couple of years of Kyrie. You got five or six of Kyrie. I think that at this point, you're talking about Kyrie's going to. The second he demands trade there, he's screwed because who wants to touch that? Lakers. But like the Lakers. Okay, let's move into the Lakers because fuck the Lakers, right? <laughs> okay, because I'm upset with that because I'm a Lakers fan. You're a Lakers fan. Yeah, this shit's I'm ridiculous. I'm re- it's ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's it's like it's almost. So this is what I wanted to tell you. This is I was just thinking last night, and I I was, it's really a joke, but it's just once you say it, it kind of sounds like real. I feel like Rob Alika is like doing this on purpose, so we won't have an argument, or people cannot argue that LeBron is better than Kobe. <laughs> it's weird when I say it out loud it makes sense you know because it's like there's no way he's like being a serious GM with these rosters he keeps putting together around LeBron you know you know what I think it is I think it's because you have LeBron in LA so you gotta market LeBron you gotta put a team around LeBron that's gonna win because right. it's LA but what exactly. they're doing is they're not just they're too stupid to sit there and say boom we're gonna reset this entire thing LeBron you're the only piece we're gonna keep here we're going to surround you with a bunch of shooters, like guys like Pat Connaughton. Not, not, not guys who are going to win you finals, but the only way you can fix the Lakers is you surround them with shooters. Pat Connaughton, another guy that they should have gone after and they didn't was Malcolm Brockton. Can you? Right, 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 right. You're looking at a team. If you look at the, if you look at the Lakers, if they had any sort of brain, you hit the reset. You say, LeBron, this is a throwaway season. We're going to re- we're going to give you a roster next year for one more chance. Because right now, what are you doing? You're just wasting a bunch of years of LeBron in LA. Exactly. And you're just wasting the greatest talent in the history of basketball for no reason. What are you doing right now? You're bringing in Patrick Beverly and Lonnie Walker, and you expect fit. that. But how do you expect that to fix the situation? Exactly. And people were high on the Pat Beverly. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't high on it at all because it just did. It doesn't make sense to me. You know, I can see if you already had your third piece there, then cool. Now you go get Patrick Beverly, but. To try to like, you know, like try to make him be like, oh, this is the piece that's going to like change the franchise, give us a new identity. I don't know. 
No, that's no. my problem. It's it's the fact that AD is made of glass. You have to trade AD after a few good games this year. I feel like you can raise his trade value and trade him and then cut your ties with him at this point. The Lakers are too stupid to do that, though. They need to hit a rebuild. They do. They do. Whether and it's, it's hard to say because I'm a LeBron fan, but some it's just not going to work. I mean, okay, cool. Let's say you do go get a Buddy Hill then a Miles Turner. You're still what? Sixth best team in the West at the best. Yeah, I mean, at the best, like just you could just name six, five teams better than them. Right. I mean, at that point, I mean, the five teams are better than them. Let's let's say that happens. Here's your five teams that are better. Warriors guaranteed. You got um, Denver. Denver guaranteed healthy. That's another team I want to talk about. Um, New Orleans is better than them. New Orleans for sure. Memphis is better than them. Potentially. Clippers obviously. Memphis will be better than that team for sure. Mavs them and the Mavs are right sense. there. Them and the Mavs yeah. are right there. So yeah. you're talking about seven, yeah. eight, six, exactly. seven, eight, best team in the West. Even if they stick with what they have. And I think Russ is just awful. Like, I don't understand how, as a, if you're Rob Polinka, how you can sit there and just make these moves and think you could save your job that way. I think Genie exactly. Buss is at fault there too. And because Genie's probably telling him you need to get free agents, you need to win another title. Right. But you're, his hands are probably tied, honestly. But I don't want to say his hands were tied because it's been chances where he could have. That's why I kind of take it as like a joke because mm-hmm. it's been chances where he's had the chance to change the roster up and he just hasn't. You know, like right. how do how does how is Demar Derozan cool with coming out and just saying, "I thought I was a Laker, I was going to sign for however." Many. And then he just watched like how, like that shouldn't even be real, you know? No, that should never be real or like. The, I think it was, might have been when we got Westbrook, but before we got Westbrook, all those guards that were on the market, like they didn't bring D. Russell back to just talk to him. Or, you know, I just feel like that would be a better fit than a Russell Westbrook or something. Like, I, I really can't remember all the guards. I feel like maybe even Kimber would look better next. I don't really believe in Kimber, but mm-hmm. I feel like he would look better next to Brown than Westbrook real. And right. I, I also believe we should have made the John Wall trade. So it's just, ah. you don't think John Wall would be no. better than Westbrook? No, they're the same player right now. They are the same player. I think a lot of, I think they're both at the end of their careers. I I don't want to say that. I think a lot of you guys forget that. But when John Wall got hurt two and a half, three years ago, he was playing at like an MVP status. Do you not remember how good the Wizards was? I remember, but the problem is that's two years of not playing basketball. That's a long time for a guy to come back from an injury. That's why I'm not a huge John. And that's why I'm not high on John Wall. Let's say it was like one year he tears his Achilles. Done. That's the injury. Um, that's it. Like, I'm like, okay, he'll be fine. Um, sorry, I was reading the text at the top of the screen. Who was talking about, um, uh, John Wall? John Wall. Yeah. John Wall, you know, two years out of basketball is very hard. It's very hard to get back into the game, especially off an injury like that. Plus with Westbrook, you're getting health. At least he's on the court for 82 games in the, maybe the postseason. You can't even get him on the court right now. But this is what I say. What if John Wall comes? We don't. We don't know. We know what Westbrook is. But he's not a shooter. He's. Have you seen him in preseason? No. Yeah, he's he's been knocking out a three ball. He spaced the floor. He got like 20, 20, 20 points. That's gonna it. be his, his play style now. That has to be. Yeah, he, has has, to he be. can't. And play. I feel like that would fit next. That would fit better next to Bron and AD than Russ. I just we know what Russ has right. been. Rather no, like he he he's never taken care of the ball. He's never shot well from the no. three. He's never been a team player really no. so it's just like 
John Wall at least has shown you the ability to be a team player, you know? Right. So I feel like that would just fit next to, and it's just, and this all goes back to the link of that's four or five moves that we for sure know he could have made and just didn't for whatever reason. And it's just like, it was stupid. I think they've ran a really stupid organization since the finals. They got greedy. That's what happened after the finals that they won it. They could have just re-signed that entire roster and ran it back and everybody was going to re-sign. Exactly. They got greedy and they said, we're going to get him, we're going to get him, we're going to get him, and we're going to get him. And we're going to try to get better by adding a bunch of vets. Right? It didn't work out. Obviously, AD got hurt that year and didn't help. But they get to seven seen the last because they got greedy. The problem was, is if they were that year, people forget before COVID what, what that Lakers team was. Like, you probably remember because you were watching every game like me. Right. That Lakers team before COVID was one of the best teams in the oh, league. Oh, yeah, for sure. Remember, they had just beat the Clippers and they right. had just beat the Bucks. And they just, and you yeah. remember that Zion game with uh, LeBron and yeah. Zion? So, and and if I'm not mistaken, they might have been beat Denver on that something run also. Like that. Yeah, it was either Denver or. Or Dallas, one of those. But they run. They were on a run before COVID hit for sure. Yeah, and the people that are telling me, well, they would have never won it. Well, they would have never won it if the bubble never happened. What bullshit? I, yeah. I and mean, you hear all the time people say the bubble. Yeah, for sure. People, you hear it, the bubble is like it was nothing. It's a fake ring. Well, I would have said it's a fake ring if Miami won. But we all knew the Lakers were going to win going into the bubble. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. As a basketball player, I can't really accept that because the argument is, although may not the whole teams might have been there and that could be the argument but that's probably the most pure basketball you'll ever see bro. that's true they can't they couldn't do anything else bro but that's play true. basketball they couldn't go anywhere so i don't i don't want to i don't want to say i don't like to say the bubble's a fluke because while we also try to say the bubble a fluke we also were saying people who wanted the nba to come back during covid you know mm-hmm. i feel like that's the argument we forget when we talk about or people forget when they talk about the bubble well i don't think the bubble was ever fake well i think what the thing about the bubble was we saw like the suns they got hot at the end of the bubble remember they missed it by that game right and then the next year they get to the finals exactly so if you tell me the bubble didn't matter or it wasn't pure basketball the suns got hot in the bubble and they came out with a lot of confidence and they were playing like completely different teams exactly. that season i was never a big fan of the bubble i i think that they did it correctly, mm-hmm. but I think they should have, like, at least let a certain amount of spectators in there to an extent. I get it. Like, at the time, you couldn't really do yeah, that. Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah, I was say it was already a risk even letting they, it was their family in. Right, there, so. right. It was weird how they were doing things. I think at the end, they, they handled it well. Like, Adam Silver actually handled it really right. well, and I'll give him credit for that. I don't think he was a good commissioner. I think he's horrible. But, oh, one second, yeah. So, like, the bubble, I think, like you said, true basketball, right? I agree. But I do think that they could have – I don't know. I, I kind of felt like it was a little just stupid that they kept the play-in. That's what pissed me off. Yeah, I they hated kept the that. Play-in. I hated that. The thing that – I think the play-in is the dumbest thing. Why should a team with 32 wins be able to make the exactly. playoffs over a team with 45? But we know what it is, though. It's the money. 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 Yeah, money. It's money. all they get. <laughs> money. Money. <laughs> Exactly uh, why you're thinking about adding a fucking midseason tournament. Like, what? Yeah, it's so stupid. The midseason tournament. Let's talk about that. And then we're going to move into the Pistons. What? What's the point? Exactly. I guess they kind of want to take, like, you know, the midseason tournament that the NCAA has. What is yeah, it called? They're like the, no, they do those little invitational things. Yeah, like, but it's one that's real, real big. Oh, the NIT one? Is it the NIT? Yeah. It might be. It's real, real big. But 
Yeah, they're kind of taking that idea to like try to get players to not um, what's the rule that they got? Well, the not a rule, but what Kawhi Leonard uses a lot. Oh, load management. Load management. They want to get players to stop doing that, so I guess they want to. Add... So stupid. Yeah, but it's just but like what's the point? Exactly. Players are still gonna sit out. Exactly. They're gonna be like, well, it isn't the finals, right? <laughs> We're gonna make the playoffs, so who cares? Exactly. It's so stupid. Like, I think it's just a waste of basketball. But what's crazy is if they do it, we have no choice but to all buy into it. <laughs> That's something Adam Silver's not Adam Silver. David Stern's rolling his grave at all this. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just this. This. It's all that. This. This. I've heard before we get into the business talk, I heard that in four to five years, somebody, a player will actually be able to sign a. Five hundred million dollar contract. Oh, I and believe that is it. Just absurd to me. That's nuts, bro. Right. There's no way you should be able to make. I don't want to say no way. That sounds like I'm hating, but it's just crazy that you could make half a billion off of just right playing basketball. <laughs> that is not real. So Draymond Green and Pool. We're talking about contracts right now. We've been talking about this all week. Yeah. I know you're ready for it. You're ready for it. I, okay, so Draymond. I would have picked Draymond over Pool. And my reason is. Wiggins. I think that the thing with Draymond is this is why you know why I choose him, right? Yeah, because yeah. he, he's the guy who started this for you. He was the first piece with with Curry and Clay that you you're telling him, okay, you're out, like leave because you punched a player in the face. Do you know how many times and Michael Jordan are, probably punched a player? He's not Michael Jordan. I don't care. <laughs> and you also lost us Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant. Well, let's be real about Kevin Durant here. No, you can't. You already said it but publicly. It played a, a big part in him leaving. He's a pussy. <laughs> but this so this is what I was trying to explain to you and James. As a fan, I get what you guys are saying. You know, he was there. He's he's part of that dynasty. You got to keep that. But look at any dynasty, you have to break it up eventually. It's just going to come to a time when you got to break it up. And it's just like Draymond wasn't productive in the last in last year's playoff. Let's be honest. He had the one good series against Denver. Which Wizzy wasn't a good series. He just kind of held it down against Jokic, but Jokic still averaged. A double double, but, but that's what Jokic is. That's what, yeah, he's gonna do that. But old Draymond, I, I just feel like Jokic doesn't do that though. Mm-hmm. Or as many times as he was this close to falling out versus Boston, old Draymond doesn't do that. You know, he's old Draymond gave you thirty two in a in a game seven against LeBron James a few years ago. Right, he was damn near a liability out there this year as far as offense goes. So mm-hmm. it's just like. I pay you for what you're going to do, not what you have done. Right. So Jordan Poole, he could be an all-star. Wiggins is already a all-star and a serviceable wing player next to Curry and Clay. So I just feel like as an organ, if I was a GM of that organization, I'm banking on Curry's going to be Curry, Clay's going to be Clay, and I could I could somehow put enough together with my younger pieces to feel Draymond's, you know, what he fulfills. <sighs> You know, I, I see where you're coming from, and I get it. Like, you make, you're make you making good points. The thing that I have an issue with, the chemistry. They had so much chemistry through, right. through Draymond. I mean, look, the whole dynasty was pretty much, we're going to run the offense through Curry and Clay. Draymond is going to just be there as an, our third option, which he's not anymore, clearly. Right. But on the defensive end, the impact he has on the game is through the roof. Like, you remember early in his career, he was guarding point guards. Yeah, but that's not now. Was... I get it. I get it. But, 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 but with him... You're getting one more ring out of him. Garrett, you will get yeah, one that's more. this year. Right. You're yeah. going to get one more um, this year, next year out of him. No. The problem is you you chose pool, right? Right. You might not get another one for the next 50 years. 
because you got rid of Draymond. I think that's what's going to kill the dynasty. It's going to be the fact that they let Draymond go and you let the center of the heart and the, the heart of the team's gone. He's the heart of that team. You know it. But you can't take the heart out of that team. But as a GM, you also have to to look towards the future, bro. You can't keep banking banking on that um on 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 Draymond. You know you gotta and not with that dynasty. You can't keep banking on it. Eventually, you gotta start to plan for the future, and I think that's a good start. You get Poole, you got Moody, you got Kaminga, you got Wiseman, you got um. Did I say Moody? Yeah. Uh, Baldwin. You know, so it's just like I feel like that's that's as a GM, that's the the way I would take because if they did give Draymond that contract, which they won't, because it will put the luxury tax at luxury tax at half a billion. Yeah, nobody's paying that. Ooh, I don't know, man. That owner's been paying every check for years. He's had but half a billion. I don't know, man. I don't think he's doing that. <laughs> I don't know. I I can see it though. He's the best owner in the league. I can see it. That's why it's still a possibility that Draymond may get a deal, but Draymond I think probably Draymond's be a piston. Gone. I think he'll be a piston also. Which is beautiful. You need him. I think you need him for the young players. That's, yeah, that's one of those vet type guys. That's my dream move this offseason. Another dream move, they just said they're not re- the Suns aren't resigning Cam Johnson. They said that? Yeah. Ah. They are not going to resign him. So Cam Johnson should be our number one target with Draymond. Yeah, for sure. Because I've, I've always been a Cam Johnson guy. He's another shooter you need. Yeah. Sure. He's okay defender, but he'll shoot the shit yeah, out of that yeah, ball. Exactly. So, you know, I think Cam Johnson and Draymond are two moves to make this offseason. Yeah, if depending on what kind of season you do have, because maybe you're going to be looking to get Victor. So. I hope uh, we get Victor. Uh, if we get Victor. Uh, and, and we get Victor, we're going to eat two and all for the next six years. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that was great. Bro, yeah. I don't know. You get Victor. I don't think you, you're the next dynasty for the next 10 years. You got Cade and, and, and Ivy. We're going to take pay cuts. Yeah, yep. They will take the pay cuts. Yeah, That's the sure. least of my concerns. Sure. And then you have Wendy Amo, who'll be the one who gets paid. And Sadiq will get paid. I don't know if Sadiq's a long term piece, though, but Dern's going to get, Dern will take this check. Everybody's going to take pay cuts if you get Wendy Amo. Guarantee it. Yeah, for sure. Why wouldn't that? Sure. Kate loves it here. Ivy's from here, loves it here already. For sure. And you know what? We're going to talk about tonight now. What are your thoughts about tonight? Tonight, we're playing Orlando Magic. Uh, I got to be in a pretty close game just because we don't, well, we kind of know what Ben Carroll is going right. to be. So I'm expecting him to have a major impact tonight. Like I said, I want to see with the guards who, who, who takes that jump. I want to see who takes that jump. And then you got Wagner, but also on the pencil side, you, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm being delusional as a, you know, a, a K supporter, but I just feel like this pencil team is going to be somehow good. So I hope you're right. Like <laughs> I'm all in, like I'm all in on K and I think Ivy takes a lot of pressure off K. Right. Exactly. That's the first thing that you got to realize is the pressure that he takes off K is insane. Um, But my problem is, is that, I think everybody's expectations for Cade are just really unrealistic right now. You think so? I think so. I think you, you give me 22 a game this year and you give me six boards, five assists, I'll be happy. I think he's a better playmaker than you're giving out to him. You think so? Yeah, I think. I think Ivy takes those stats away from him. I feel like he's going to play off of Cade. I don't know, man. I think I like Ivy he'll... might be the better out of the two. Am I really? crazy to think that? I think so. Ja's a taller so. John Morant. I think so. With a he's better only 6'4". He's taller than Ja. Yeah, but and he shoots 6'8", point guard. If anything, you're thinking Luka Doncic. 
shit, you might have a slightly less athletic Luca and Jaden and Jaden Ivey's your top right. And then you got Dur, who's probably Bam out of Bile. You think so? Oh, yeah. I don't think he'd be able to put on the floor like Bam. Yeah, he will. He's just so broad right now. Right. I, I, I don't want to overplay him tonight. I just want to see like 10 minutes from him. You know him. what else I wanted to touch on? Uh, I said you had the question of um, who I think is a surprise Pistons player. I want to hear it. And I think he just got hurt. Tommy? Bagley. I really feel like Bagley is I like it. is 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 good, man. I just don't feel like he got a good chance at Sacramento. And if you've seen towards the end of the year last year, he showed flashes of that Sierra Canyon, that Duke right. Marvin Bagley. So I was hurt when he got hurt because I, I he'll I, be fine. I, 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 he'd be back in what three to six weeks. Three, they six said. Weeks. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. yeah, he'll be fine. But I really think that that is the surprise player, though. I think Dern's gonna take minutes from him. You think so? I think he's going to be better by the end of the month. You're going to see a lot of minutes for Duran. And you're going to start to see them, uh, not by the end of the month, but I'll say by November, by Thanksgiving time, the minutes for Duran are going to go up. Like so who's your surprise player then? Tommy. Tommy? Tommy. Biala? Yeah, I love him. The, okay. He runs the floor so well. Yep, he, he, he super he brings energy. Right. Yeah, he's from he, New York. So he's, you know, he's out he's there playing with be, that swagger. <laughs> he's going to be awesome this year like it's not even just like the new york and it's just it's just the fact that if you're gonna place the lineup with Kade Duran, hami right. sadiq yeah yeah and, and and who am i missing ivy on the floor right. you have five guys of the most athletic players exactly and that's 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 gonna put butts in seats regardless oh you know, yeah people just love to see highlights and that's mm-hmm. kind of why i wasn't really too mad about playing my tickets because it's like paying the price of the price that i paid for my tickets tonight because it's like I might get to be watching maybe one of the possible Luka, next Luka Doncic on top of the, like you said, maybe the next John Morant. This is going to be crazy whether they're good or not. This is going to be unrealistic to see in person. So. I think it's the, this is the first game of a star of a dynasty. Yeah, for This sure. is it. This is the for start sure. of it. We finally getting it right. Right. We thought about, we thought the same about the Lions and I don't want to, you know, start a conversation on that. I feel like they're still going the same in the right direction at least. <laughs> but we're not gonna stop that. <laughs> this is Pistons NBA talk. You you hear you listen to this, bro? Every day I'm bitching about the Lions. I see you. That's why I had to bring it up. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Pistons. Yeah, that is my surprise player. Um, I think another guy we gotta take a look at is Stu, playing the stretch big role this right, year. Right. Yeah. That's the guy I'm like looking at. I don't know if he's gonna be surprisingly really good, but he can be like Brooke Lopez. That's all I'm yeah, asking. I can for. see that. Just I can see that. You're I can see that. Like that's it. Like, and I don't know if Bagley will ever start now. That's what that's see, that's where I'm going. That's why I was I was happy that we took the Durham, you know, trade, but it was like Bagley just almost like he showed flashes, man. He, he showed, showed flashes, flashes, but he's not worth the contract we gave him. You don't, you don't think we so? overpaid him. Bagley? 13 mil for a guy that nobody else wanted. Could have given him eight million, he would have. Accepted I don't know it. what the flash. I don't know what his market, what the market looked like for him, but it could have been. You show flashes like that, man. They 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 pay you, maybe. but nobody's paying you to play twenty games a year because you're made of glass, right? right you know right. that's the whole thing. You're paying thirteen mil. He's your biggest contract right now. He, but he's never on the he, floor. If he's if he's if he turns into Montrez Hero, is he a steal? Yeah. Yeah. At 13, but, but will he be Montrez? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he he will be really good. I, I don't have an issue with him. I think that it's gonna be a good season, man. Like yeah. I think there's a lot to look forward to. Um, I think you have a lot of just pieces. Now they gotta play together. Exactly. And what I've said is yeah. they're gonna start really slow this year. They have a brutal stretch to start the season after tonight. 
probably start three and seven. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Because my thing right now is I've said it all year. I just want growth. The wins will come. Right. But if we start the season really shitty, I'm not really like sitting there like, oh, you know, like we're screwed. Um, If they're doing this in January, February, then we're screwed. Quick question for you. If you do get the second pick, if you're the pistol, do you take Scooter? You trade, all a, of it. you trade all of it for a superstar. Right. Mm, that, you trade all of it for a superstar. Right. And who is just, who just, we're just having fun. Who, who is that superstar? Who, who would, you, who would realistically, who would you want to see next to Cade, Ivy, Dream, Endurance, Dream player or realistic? Realistic. Realistic. Make it realistic, but it could be Dream also. The Dream is Jimmy Butler. Okay. You said that. The realistic option. Let's think here. Who, Who's going to sell off this offseason, realistically speaking? Portland will trade their pieces off. But we don't need anybody from Portland. Yeah, you don't need Dame. So you don't need Portland. I mean, the Lakers if, you, if might. you're saying what, 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 what will happen in Brooklyn, maybe you chase KD. But I don't want you him. You just say he's at the end of his career. But, so. but I don't want him. But next, how, how many first-round picks are you going to have to give up for him? You think so? After a year like that, you got to – it's, it's, they're going to have to bring that price down. If they gave six for Gobert, they're going to have to give four for No, because everybody know that 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 Minnesota overpaid. Doesn't matter because they were asking for seven in the offseason for Katie. Yeah. Let's say they lower it to four. But now it's a, a year later and you have the same situation. Right. That, that bargaining but, but price But Donovan has to come Mitchell down. got three and Sexton. Right. But Donovan Mitchell was wanted to, you know? Donovan Mitchell is three. Right, but you give up three and a, and a young player with it. So that, that's where I think you're going to have to give up four number ones for him. And I would never do it because he, the problem with KD is he would ruin everything here. So let, let's think realistically. Maybe Denver sells off Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But Because if, if they don't win it this year or they don't get to Western Conference Finals, they're going to be in the same place as Utah has been the last couple of years. You think so? I think you give it one more year after that, just because Jamal came back and I Michael came back. So you give it one more year. But they might so. start moving pieces around. Can you think about, would you pair Scoot and Jamal Murray and Jokic? I think that can work better than Michael Porter Jr. there. I but I'd want, I'd, I'd want more than just Michael Porter Jr. for right. the Scoot pick. Like, I'd want a future first from them. I'd want another player from them. I don't know young player-wise who they have because they're not relatively a young team. But if you're telling me you know, Michael Porter Jr., a young player, a number one for Scoot, like just trade back with Denver's pick. Right. Like swap picks and get Porter. Like, I'm okay with it, but I think that's a lot to give up. Do you go get a Brad Beal? No, because defensive, no. you're a joke defensively right now. You think so? Yes. That's what's going to hurt us this year is that you have athleticism, but you have no defense. You need a perimeter defender with Sadiq if Sadiq's your long term piece. Jimmy Butler's ex. No, you would have to give him up if we're going to get a superstar. That second pick wouldn't just be enough if we're going for to get a Scoot? superstar. For Scoot, come on, man. No. Scoot's the best pro- one of the best prospects of all time. Mm-hmm. You have to. You're going to get a superstar, though. That second pick, and I, I need I need more. He's the guy who you start your rebuild with, though. Yeah, for sure. So any team would be willing to give up a superstar and move up for Scoot. That's yeah. my point. I don't know. Michael Porter Jr., he's young. He fits your timeline. He's a good player. He's just always hurt, and that's what you got to understand about him. Is he worth the number two? I just think point? Bradley Beal would give the Pistons a look, uh, would turn them into like what TJ McCullough was turning the Pelicans into. But how are you, you going to make it? Maybe my expectations is too high on but at, but at that point, But at that point, you might as well just draft Scoot. 
because he's younger. Right, right. right, You need a power forward, small forward. You need somebody other than Boyan. I'm fine extending Boyan this offseason. I have no issue with it. Um, I think he's really, I think he's a really good shooter and he was the perfect fit. I actually said in the offseason, I've said it on here before, that that was your guy you needed to go after. Yeah, for sure. Space the floor for Kay. Another guy the Pistons might want to take a look at as a sixth man is Jordan Clarkson. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that. You need a you need a spark plug. Yeah, you, you do. Your spark plug. You do. That's why I kind of wanted him to give Kemba a chance. Just give him a chance right. to see. It wasn't no Kemba just didn't want to play. Oh really? Yeah, he wanted out from the oh. day he came here. That's why they they caught him. See, he's better than Killian I, and Corey. I would have been okay playing him exactly. as my backup. Yeah, I wanted I wanted him to stay for sure. That's that's crazy. He could they he he didn't want to play. We said we're gonna make you trade bait, or if you get to the regular season, we're gonna cut. They tried to trade him. He never came to camp because he never wanted to play. So that's why we traded him. Look, I'm at the point where it's like this year, just just win me games, but just show that you're a good team. Right. Just show Show that you're willing. Show that you're willing that you're good enough going forward that you can go out and you can get a prize free agent this offseason because Yeah. So you want them to have sort of a year like the Pelicans did last year. Right. Okay. Where you I don't know, trade deadline if you're playing for a playoff spot. Boom! Just rush the rebuild, get it done with. You know what I mean? If you're if you hit the trade deadline and you're st- sticking at like a seven, eight, nine spot, you might as well stand out and just start spending right there. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because now it's like you're winning games. So what's the point of just dragging this rebuild out? Exactly. We might as well get out of it, and get some superstars, and try to play for Yeah, because you're not getting victory at that point. Right. Like a seven, eight seed. Right. Yeah. And in this draft, we're not even talking about who's behind Scoot and Victor. Right. I mean, this is a good draft. You got Keontae George behind him, Derek Whitehead. Right. Um, other I like guys. his game. Is I that like the Derek. one from Baylor? Keontae. Yeah. yeah. I love him. I love his game. I love his That's game. like a guy I want the Pistons to get if they're drafted high. Okay. That's mm-hmm. actually a guy who think would fit ball here. But overall, I think this is a year where we're either going to see a really good team or we're going to see a really bad team with progress. And I'm okay with that. You yeah, know what? This, sure. this year, I'm going to be patient. I'm not going to be patient with other teams like the Lions, but with this, I'm patient with them because at least they know what they're doing, or at least they're showing. They're, they're me. looking like they they want to be a, a winning franchise, again. right? And right. people are talking about this, right? Like the national sure. media, did you see the GM surveys? Yeah, that came yeah, out? for sure. Oh yeah, we were the third ranked young core in the league. Yeah, like people are talking about the Pistons. People are actually like saying good things about us for the first time ever not saying oh you got blake griffin you're gonna suck because you got blake griffin right no (laughs) we have a team right now we are gonna be we're gonna be good we're the next dynasty for sure i believe in that for sure that's why i said i gotta make it to a game before the dynasty starts i got right (laughs) oh yeah i mean then tickets are gonna be 50 60 bucks yeah i said i'm going to postseason ladder lot yeah for sure postseason i'm getting really good seats and i'm sure it'll be crazy in there it's gonna be crazy tonight. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy tonight. Oh for yeah. Sure. I thought it would sell out, but it didn't. I thought it, it will was. sell out. You think so? Oh yeah. There's st- how many tickets are left? Uh, if there's tickets on StubHub, they'll sell. We'll see. I think sure. we'll see a sell out tonight. But the last question for you, and then we're gonna wrap this up, is one rapper tonight. Who are you picking for the halftime show? If I could choose, if you had to choose from Detroit. Yep, one Detroit rapper. Who are you choosing? I got Babyface Ray. Oh, I would have said Real Free Real, but I would. He's from Flint. I know, but he would hey, still. He's yeah, Michigan rapper. Yeah. He'd come. Uh, at this moment in time, I would probably go baby money. All right. Uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> baby face Ray and baby, baby money. money, baby. So we're going to wrap this show up. I'll be back again Friday with recapping the Pistons game from Wednesday. Um, we're, we're talk about the Lions losing this weekend because they suck. And then <laughs> 
thankfully Michigan, Michigan State are on bye weeks and we can start the shit talk for the next week. Uh, so I'm gonna have some I'm trying to get some of my Michigan buddies on so we can talk. I'll see you guys um Friday. Have a good uh night. Go pistons. Thanks, Jay Fox, for coming right, on too. Bro, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Me.